0: If you have your Bibles, if you would open with me uh, to Ephesians chapter 6 this morning. Ephesians chapter 6. I really felt stirred to preach the message I'm going to preach this morning. And uh, it's one of those things, okay, God, I will work on this. And I had a, a few thoughts, but it has to be more than just the Bible says which is valid in itself, but often we can tune out with certain areas, uh, with certain issues when it's, the Bible says, just because of our own rebellious hearts, you know, uh, it's one of those things. So I really prayed, I said, all right, God, I I need your help, really felt stirred to preach this, so by way of illustration, Robert Orban, who's a writer, he said these words, who can ever forget Winston Churchill's immortal words that he spoke during World War II? Says, We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. Robert Orban. As he's writing this, who can forget those words? That sounds a lot like our family vacations. We will fight uh, in the fields. We will fight uh, on the beaches, on the landing grounds, in the streets, uh, and in the hills. Amen. I want to look at an issue this morning that no doubt probably all of us have heard at one time or another in our lives, and that is honor your mother and father. Children, obey your parents. And I believe God wants to help children this morning. That includes me. I'm still a child, right? I I have parents, and I still need to honor them because that's what the Bible says. And I want to look at this idea of honoring parents. And again, I believe God wants to help us this morning. Uh, All of us, amen, uh, can benefit from this. Uh, Don't tune me out on this one, amen. God's going to help us. Let's look here. Ephesians chapter 6. Paul is writing to the church and he brings this to the forefront uh, as he's talked about walking in love, as he's talked about walking in the light, walking in wisdom, uh, speaks about marriage, uh, Christ and the church, uh, and then he turns our attention to this passage, verse 1 of chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for that is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you, And you may live long on the earth. Amen. Let's look this morning at a sermon uh, simply titled Honoring Parents. Let's uh, set a foundation. And for the disciples, this is problem, consequence, solution. And I made myself find that format. Amen. So put a lot of thought into this. So the, the familiarity factor. Let's look at that first. The problem. Honoring parents is a repeated idea all throughout Scripture. It's not just here in Ephesians chapter 6. It is found in the law, right? The law would be the law of Moses. We know that part of the Ten Commandments, the fourth commandment that God calls everybody to, right? The Ten Commandments are not rules and regulations. They are how life can operate the best. It is how life can, if everyone obeyed these Ten Commandments, Life can function the greatest. It, it would work. Life would be very different. So in the law, honor your mother and, uh, mother and father. That is the fourth of the Ten Commandments. We find uh, this idea throughout. The wisdom book, we find it all throughout Proverbs time and time again of the honor and respect being shown to a father and to a mother. In fact, Proverbs is written from a father's standpoint and the compassion for his sons and the love for his sons. I want you to be successful in life. So here's some things that will help you. It's found throughout the wisdom books. It's also found in the epistles, which is an example of our text. We find this idea, and Jesus also spoke on this issue in the Gospels. So, the point I'm making is that it's a consistent Bible topic. And when the Bible chooses to repeat things, when God repeats things, it's important, and we should take note of it. So here... We're talking about honoring our mother and our father, obeying them. So the question we have to ask is then, it's all throughout the Bible, so why do we need to be reminded of this? Why is this so difficult for children to do, right? You may be a mom and dad in this this place, but maybe you're still also a son or daughter. Right? And so, he, why is this so difficult for us to do? Number one has to do with familiarity. Right? The old saying that we've uh, probably heard from time to time familiarity breeds contempt. In other words, uh, we can be so close uh, to the situation or so close in association with someone or something. That over time, because it, we're always around it, we begin to lose respect. We become too familiar with our home, with our environment, with our family, with our parents, that we lose sight and appreciation for what we actually have. Right? We're too close to the blessing. And the value goes. Down, we're talking about familiarity. Pastor Campbell, in his sermon, talked about raising his daughter. She's a, 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 a pastor's kid, raised in the ministry, raised in the fellowship, raised with some standards, raised uh, 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 with some restrictions, raised with boundaries. And, and her into her adulthood, uh, Pastor Campbell said, she told me one day, "Dad, I want to be used in the ministry." And he said, I told her, are you out of your mind? (laughs) Right. But that was the example she was shown. That was the environment. That was the home she was brought up in. But the danger is that we would dishonor our mother and father because of familiarity. We don't know what we have. Right. There's some folks here. You were born and raised in an unsaved environment. You were raised in a home that was not what your children have today. My father was raised in an abusive home. His father was an alcoholic. Time, he can remember. He'd grab anything just to beat him. He was drunk for no reason. Extension cords, two by fours, belts. It didn't matter. Raised in a very poor and impoverished home. Sent to work at seven years old with his brother. So bad, one day my dad decided, I'm running away with the circus. And he did. He was gone for like 12 days. They didn't know where he was. I'm going to the circus. Very different lifestyle. Very different home environment. Very different way of living. But we can be raised now in blessing and totally miss what we have because it's familiar. Because it's what we know. And familiarity breeds contempt. Secondly, It can be difficult for us to show honor and respect to our parents because we see their job as an obligation. In other words, children can think their parents have an obligation to them, right? And and this is absolutely uh, alive in our generation, Right, as we have uh, 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 a generation of adults that still live at home, and they feel like, my parents have an obligation to me. There's a quote I I pulled from a book uh, uh, from the Gratitude Diaries. that says, teenagers have a sense of entitlement that fights gratitude. In other words, "Eh, here, no, 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 you're my parents. It's your job. You're supposed to do this. You don't have a choice. It's your obligation. You wanted kids, so deal with it. Right? You, you procreated, so sorry. You're supposed to take care of me. And that's entitlement. right? And that creates ingratitude, but is seen uh, uh, here. Right? This is your job, your mom, your dad, you're obligated. You have to do this. And this can cause us to dishonor our parents. The third reason why this would be, why we dishonor has to do with resentment. Resentment. Sometimes there are past hurts in the home. There there are uh, all sorts of environments. And even in this room, I do not doubt, there are all sorts of backgrounds uh, you have a story, and your childhood has a story, uh, and maybe there are some pains that happened in the home. There were some hurts. There were some failures. And sometimes we're talking some legitimate reasons why you would dishonor. No, no, you don't understand what I grew up in. You don't understand what I dealt with. They don't deserve it, the, and there's a resentment Sometimes it's legitimate issues, and sometimes it's just childlike selfishness, right? The resentment's just out of, you know, I, I didn't get my way. But let's think about the real issues of resentment that would cause us to dishonor. The first is abandonment, right? So often, as, as, as kids are neglected, they're abandoned. Uh, uh, they're left, maybe divorce. Broke a home, and now there are there's resentment. It uh, uh, could be uh, drugs or alcohol, uh, and, and those abuses uh, uh, played out into the child's life. So yes, there are some resentments. I pastored a lady in Santa Fe. She had been saved uh, 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 for now, like you know, at, at the time I was there over thirty years. She had been saved, but she lived a very reckless. Uh, uh, a lifestyle in her younger days, and she had children that you know she did abandon, and she did uh, neglect, and she did uh, you know uh, uh, drugs and violence, and uh, she was part of the biker gangs, you know. And she, you, you meet her today, it's like not you, but right it, it's here. This is thirty plus years ago, and her kids said, no, 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 don't try to come back and look for. Her. Love or relationship. You hurt us. Here they are in their adulthood. They have their own children. But resentment, no, we're not giving you any honor. You don't deserve it. You left us. You hurt us. Here she's trying to make it right, but resentment, pain. The truth is they weren't living any better. They were just as bound, just as broken. But you need to blame someone. right? So here's the resentment. Others... Others resent, again, just because they're selfish, right? You didn't get the shoes I wanted. You didn't get the outfit I want. You didn't go to the store I want. These aren't the things I asked for. This isn't what I want to eat, right? It's, It's childish things. But nonetheless, resentment can cause us to give dishonor. Whatever the reason for dishonor, we are all called to a standard. Exodus 20 and verse 12, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord is giving. Here is the command. Here is the direction, the standard. Honor. Honor your mother and father. There's no stipulations for this honor. It doesn't say honor your mother and father only when you're happy. Honor your mother and father only when you get what you want. Only when they agree with you. No, no. Honor is a choice, number one. You have to choose to show honor. Number two, it's a calling. God calls us to honor. And number three, uh, 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 if we're going to show honor, it's a privilege to be able to give it. You have parents. It's a privilege to give. It's not something your parents have to earn, right? It's not something that they they have. Well, I would just wish you would just honor me. No, I won't. Please, I'll do whatever. No, honor's not something they have to ask for or beg for. It's a command that we're called to give. Now, right? God's a God of bounds. That's not to say that you honor your parents right into sin. Okay, Right? This is the, ba- no, the Bible says honor, so I'm going drinking with dad. That's it's it's what we got to do. Honor them. I'm, sorry. I just, you said it. No, we don't honor into sin. This is not an absolute command, especially when a parent tells a child to do something unbiblical, immoral, or unethical to the law of God. That's the balance. Other than that, honor your mother and father. So the scripture calls us to obey. So let's think about this. Obey and honor. Obey is the same word as the submission of wives to their husbands that we read about in Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 5. Is here, uh, uh, obey your parents, again, has to do with the obedience that Christ Jesus showed to God The Father, Lord, let this cup pass from me, but nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. The same obedience, the same submission that Paul writes and calls a wives submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. But again, the balance is not into sin. Oh, my husband said, and, and so now we're leaving. Now I'm not living for God. Now I'm going, because the Bible says, obey, submit. That's stupid. That's a cop-out. You're you're trying to to say, uh, that's not God. So, but, but here the point is, right? We have to show that obedience, that same submission, right? Think about this. Even Jesus obeyed his earthly parents. Jesus, the incarnate son of God. Think about it. He even learned a trade from his earthly father. He was able to receive from him. Because that has to do with obedience. Obedience. Honor. Obey your parents, but honor your parents. That's different. Honor means to respect and esteem or lift them up and love them. That's different from obedience. Obedience is doing what you've been commanded to do, right? The simple things that you've been commanded to do But honor is the heart that you obey with. Right? Because you can obey with a horrible, nasty attitude. You can obey with contempt. You can obey with frustration and annoyance. But you can also obey with honor, with love, with respect. You honor them. So our sinful nature fights against God's plan. Let's look, secondly, then, at. The curse of dishonor, problem, now the consequence. There's more involved with this than we realize. Think about this. If honor and obedience produces blessing and life, as we're going to look at in our scripture, that implies then that the opposite, dishonor and disobedience, brings destruction and cursing. See, the reality is to obey in this area of life, actually, you are disobeying God, right? And disobedience to God is a sin. God gave the original command. It wasn't like Moses, right? He had two sons, and he's like, hmm, what can I put in there to benefit all the parents and myself? No, this was written by God. Fourth commandment, Exodus 31 8, when the Lord finished, uh, finished speaking with Moses, On Mount Sinai, he gave him two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant or the Ten Commandments written by the finger of God. God wrote, honor your mother and father. This isn't a suggestion. It's a command. So dishonor, right, means you're disobeying God's command and that's sin. Sin, uh, James writes... Sin is to him who knows to do what's right, and he does not do it. And we know, right, follow the Bible. Sin brings a curse. Deuteronomy eleven twenty six 26 through 28. See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord. Obedience to God's law brings blessing in life, but dishonor brings a curse. Not only that, dishonor is a mark of the end times. 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3 speaks of the perilous times that are going to come. The end times, how will you know? Well, it's going to change. The spiritual climate is going to change. And it gives a list of the breakdown of society. And in that list, it says they will be disobedient to parents. It's a mark of the end times. It's interesting. It's a mark of lawlessness, right? Because that's the Antichrist. He is the lawless one. disobedience of parents is going to create lawlessness in society. Because dishonor comes with consequences. And we know, right, the nature of sin is that it takes life. Romans says the wages of sin is death. Dishonor is going to produce something. And and let's look at three things that dishonor produces. Number one, dishonor will damage your relationship with. With your parents. Because dishonor in any relationship brings damage. Right? Think think about this, right? If you bring dishonor into a marriage, immorality or immoral failures, adultery, right? That damages the relationship. That hurts the relationship. That brings a, 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 a separation To the relationship, you think of friends and other types of relationships, things that hurt, betrayal. Betrayal is a form of dishonor that hurts a relationship. Offenses are a type of dishonor that damages. So dishonor to your parents, the same is true for the parent-child relationship. Dishonor in whatever form is going to produce a damaged relationship. As you dishonor, it's going to break things down. And one of the main things it damages is trust. Dishonor in a relationship breaks trust. There's a story of a father who had his son break a very expensive and fragile china plate. And as he broke this plate, his father had him glue every piece back together, every broken piece of, and bring it. To, and his father said, this plate is a symbol of our trust with you. When you break our trust, it's gonna take time to put it back together because dishonor breaks trust. Dishonor breaks a relationship. Secondly, is that when you dishonor, in this area of life is it's going to cause turmoil for you and your parents. Right? Because dishonor brings pain. To dishonor is going to make you very frustrated in life. You see the relationship through a lens of, well, this isn't fair. You know, there's just too many restrictions and they never let, and this isn't right. And, it breeds contempt, and that puts us in turmoil, right? We, we see the relationship as just destructive, and it's, it, we don't even want to deal with it, right? Pain forms a wedge. We're talking about dishonor, and that brings pain. That puts a wedge in the relationship, right? Naturally, people want to get away from pain. So when there's turmoil because of dishonor, there brings a separation. It brings distance in the relationship. Lastly, is that dishonor with our parents can actually change, has the potential to change our view of God. Because the Bible tells us that God is likened to a father. And if you have daddy problems, you're going to have God problems. Right? Because here, this. We hear God as a father, to the, God is likened to a father. And it's like, my father was horrible. And that's how God is? God is, and his character, there are characteristics, qualities of God that are likened to a mother. Right? The Bible says like a hen gathers her chicks, so I will hide you in the shadow of my wings. The Bible says like a mother uh, who is nursing, she does not forget her children. That's a, That's a characteristic of God. Like a mother who sings to her children, so God sings to his children. Those are characteristics. So if we have now mom problems, we have God problems. It can change our view. When you see your parents through a filter of dishonor, The danger is we can carry that into our walk with God and see God in a light of dishonor. And we can approach Him like we approach our parents. I know a a good friend of mine, Pastor Justin Manzanares. we talked over this sermon a little bit. And he said that he understands that how you view your parents can change your view of God. And he had gotten saved. So, So he grew up in a in a Christian home. Grew up, uh, born and raised in the, in the church. And when he was 11 years old, his father backslid, went back into drugs, was exposed, a uh, uh, horrible scene, wound up divorcing. Now his home is split. All he's known as dad in church, dad in ministry, dad loves me. And now that, that, that's just been stripped, taken away. All he knew was every day dad's coming home and now all of a sudden he's not. And as he began to look around, he began to think, why couldn't this happen to someone else? Why did this have to happen to me? Why my family? Why my dad? He said, I began to see God the same way. Said It came to a time about four years he didn't even hear from his father at all. He thought, you know what? This must be how God is. Changed his entire view. Years later, he got saved. And I remember having a conversation, he actually reminded me of this. He said, we were talking and you told me, Justin, God does love you. God has received you. And he was dealing with self-rejection, self-hatred because of the pains from his father. And as we talked that through and we prayed, he said, something broke. My view of God changed because my view of my father changed. So here, this matters because dishonor can change our view of God. Let's close then. Let's look at the blessing of honor, the solution. Our scripture gives you and I a promise. Verse three says, it tells us honoring parents comes with a blessing. That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. The blessing of honor is that it produces life to the relationship, right? Dishonor is going to hurt your relationship with your parents, but giving them honor, showing them honor, obedience and respect is going to give life to the relationship. Number one, it's going to give wisdom, wisdom. Proverbs 1 and verse 8, hear my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. Right? I, I know there might be a few in here that you just think you know everything. I have news for you, you don't, but you can still think you do. I know you think you know better specifically and know more than your parents, but maybe this morning, just maybe, they do know some things that you don't. Maybe they have experienced some things. Maybe they've been able to process some things and deal with some things in life that you haven't. And maybe you can learn from them, right? The old saying is, learn from the mistakes of others because you can never live long enough to make them all yourself, right? And you don't have to make the same mistakes. You can learn from others, and you can learn from your parents or your spiritual fathers that may have insight that you can learn from wisdom is knowing how to apply knowledge in life that's something your parents can put in secondly honor brings direction revelation revelation in life comes only through obedience so when we honor our parents now and obey them that sets a course for our future Right? That's what your parents are trying to do, prepare you for adulthood. Because I, I guarantee every parent in this place wants better for their children than they had. Every parent in this place wants better for their children than they had. That's why they do everything they can. And so here, when you honor, you're, you're able to get wisdom, you're able to learn and you're able to have direction for the future. Proverbs 22, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Right? As we follow directions in obedience, we gain direction for life, for the future, for the things we haven't encountered yet, but we can know the next step, or we can know how to find the next step, because I remember what mom and dad taught me. Right? And that's, what God, that's what God wants to do. Right? The parent's job is to train you, but do you have an ear to listen? Thirdly is that when we bring honor to the relationship, it produces success. When you honor parents, right, your parents, you're obeying whose law? God's law. So as you obey God's law, right, we know God helps people who'll do his will. So as we give them honor, as we give them respect, God will give you success in life. The fourth thing then is longevity. Longevity, why? Because honor and obedience causes you to approach your parents with a heart of gratitude. Gratitude. So, Studies also show that gratitude helps your physical health. Right here, now, okay, the Bible already told us, but now studies and science are, are proving God's word. Obey, honor your parents, obey your parents so that you may live longer. Studies show that grateful people experience fewer aches and pains, and they report feeling healthier than other people, right? We have God's promise that you may live long. Research confirms that gratitude effectively increases happiness and reduces depression, and happy people statistically live longer lives. God already said it, but here we see longevity. See, the enemy understands that the strength of society Rests in the strength of families. So, this is why he assaults the parent child relationship. But honor and obedience can make the difference in your life, and it can make the difference in your salvation. I close with this story. I worked with a guy in Prescott, a a, a guy who got saved and came from a very destructive, broken uh, life, broken home. And uh, I watched his salvation change when he began to honor his parents. His entire approach to life, to, to marriage, to salvation changed when he honored his parents. He was mad, number one, at his birth parents. They abandoned him. His mom lost him because of drugs and uh, uh, other issues, and then he was in foster care. He carried that hatred from what happened. He he got adopted years later, and and he carried that hatred into his relationship with his adopted parents. I mean, began to get involved with gangs, began to uh, deal drugs in California. In a desperate attempt, man, these adopted parents pack up and move to Prescott, Arizona, hoping to help him. But he can't see it because he's so bitter and upset with them. He's upset with life. And uh, so finally he gets saved, but it it really hindered him. It governed his entire life. He's dealing with rejection, self-rejection, hatred, bitterness. All these things are in his heart. You know what? But the day he forgave his birth mom and the day he forgave His adopted parents and the day he forgave himself, his relationship with God changed. His relationship with his wife changed. His salvation changed. His adopted parents saw the change. They actually got saved, started coming to church. What has happened to this guy? What changed was he wasn't hurting anymore. And he brought honor to the relationship. I'll never forget the day his adopted dad had some medical issues. He wound up in the hospital, and and, uh, uh, this young man went to go visit him. And he's sitting there in the room with his father. And the nurse came in and said, oh, I'm going to do some tests. I didn't realize you had a visitor. His adopted father looked at him and said, no, this visitor is my son. And he said when he heard those words, he felt loved. He felt gratitude for all that they did for him. He felt compassion. And he came and told me, man, you would never believe. Jesse, he said, this is my son. Like, he loves me. You know what? It's not that he never said that. It's that he wasn't hearing it because there was dishonor. We can bring honor to our relationship with our parents. Amen. You are a son or a daughter in this place. God has good things for this relationship, and it's part of his plan. God can help you. Amen. Honor parents. Let's let's bow our heads this uh, morning. Amen. Do appreciate your attentiveness this morning, your time. Amen. I do want to take just a few minutes here, your... You're here this morning and your heart is not right with God. Your sins, they are not forgiven. You do not have the assurance that you would make heaven your home. This morning, you are not saved. You, you do not know where you'd spend eternity, but you want to give your life to Jesus. You'd lift your hand. How many would there be? Quickly. Left to right, front to back, man, woman, boy or girl. Quickly, you'd lift your hand. Say, that's me. This morning, Pastor, my heart's not right, but I want to give Jesus my life. Or maybe you're backslidden. One time you knew the love of God, but maybe even this very thing pulled you away. It's like, God's like a father. My father was not good. God is the characteristics of a, of a mother. And I, I, my mom, bitter at life, bitter, and that pulled you away. This very issue, there's hurts, there's pains, bitterness. But you want to get your heart right. You want to give your life to Jesus. He wants to give you a new start, give you a new life, fill you with his love fill you with joy, give you a new start. How many would there be? Quickly, left to right, front to back, amen. Man, woman, boy, or girl, God loves you. Hallelujah. Amen, speaking to Christians then. Speaking to Christian. I'm not just speaking to children this morning. I'm speaking to all of us. Because we all have a responsibility to honor our parents. Again, the balance is not that you honor them right into sin. The balance is not that you ri- honor them right into... To disobedience to God's law or into immorality or things that violate God's plan. But this morning, we are called to honor. The dangers that hinder us, familiarity, well, it's all that we know and how come I can't have like so and so and why, it's just familiar, you don't know really what you have, the blessing. And that's hard and that's just our human nature, It doesn't make you evil, you know, Antichrist 666 with fangs. It just means you're going to have to fight some things. It means you're going to have to recognize the familiarity error or the obligation, the error of entitlement. Well, you're my parents. You have to. You should. It's your job. And yes, and they will, but we're still called to honor. Resentment. Maybe this morning there are some genuine hurts. There's folks here, you're in your adulthood, but there are some hurts from the past and you're holding resentment. You can't honor and you won't honor. This still applies. Even though you're out of the house, even though you're on your own, maybe with your own family even, your own children, we're still called to honor. And resentment, pain of the past can hurt us, but as we look, curse comes when we dishonor. It damages The relationship causes turmoil, changes, the potential to change how you see God. But honoring brings life, wisdom, direction, success, longevity. Amen. Maybe this morning you've been dishonoring your parents. Maybe you've dishonored this area, this relationship. You can get it right. That's the hope. That's the hope. And again, for some, this is going to be harder. For some, there are legitimate issues. There are legitimate hurts and pains. And that doesn't mean, you know, you have to be their best friend. But that means you're going to forgive and surrender the right to be upset. Surrender the right to be angry and say, you know what? I'm going to just change my attitude. Pray for them. And some it's going to take time for healing. Some it's going to take time for rebuilding. But it's worth it. Honor. Is worth it. We're going to stand together this morning. I believe God has spoken to hearts. I believe God has spoken to lives. Amen. I I encourage you to come and pray at this altar as we stand. We're going to sing. Do encourage you to come lay hold of God. Some, maybe you need to forgive your parents. Some, you need to forgive uh, things that have happened and you need to begin to rebuild. and, And that's going to take some work, but it's worth it. Bringing honor. The Bible also gives the contrast. Parents don't provoke your children to anger. That's also called that's another sermon but maybe in this relationship you've been provoking and demanding and pushing and let God help. Let God involved because he cares about family. He created it. Amen. He's part of it. Let's sing to the, this morning. Hallelujah.
1: Jesus my oh, thank savior Shanor, like God, I thank you all of my days. I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love, my comfort, my share. Shout to the Lord, all the earth let us sing Power and majesty praise to the the King Mountains bow down and the seas will roar roar At the sound of your name I sing for joy at the works of your hands forever i love you forever I'll stand nothing compares to the promise I have in you and my Jesus my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort shelter, tower of refuge and strength, let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you, and shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. And majesty praise to the King Mountains bow down and the seas will roar At the sound of your name And I sing for joy at the works of your hand Forever i love you, forever I'll stand And nothing compares to the promise I have. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Jesus.